Why are God's people struggling so much? I mean, this world is dark. It is hard. It has gotten so much worse, especially in our lifetime. Like we are seeing things and hearing about things that we would never have imagined would be happening in our lifetime. But why are God's children who are supposed to be filled with so much hope, why are we struggling so much? We're going to talk a little bit about that. So you will want to grab your Bible and maybe a notebook for this episode. Are you a Christian woman over 40 who is struggling with consistently low energy and fatigue? Are you tired of trying to navigate the ever-changing health chatter all around you? And do you wish there was a simple solution to just feeling good? Boy, do I see you and I hear you. Hi, I'm Michelle, and as a holistic health coach and fellow midlifer, I have realized the answer to our whole health concerns isn't in the online search bar, those fad diets and endless exhausting workouts. Listen, beautiful mama, as the heartbeat of your home, you have spent your life caring for others well. So now is the time to take good care of yourself, get back your energy, and reclaim your entire health during this season. So if you are ready to stop striving and start thriving as your healthiest whole self, then you are in the right place. Grab your iced coffee, a notebook and pen, and let's treasure your wellness. We know that God has told us that we will have trouble in this world. I mean, he makes that very clear in the Bible. In this world, we will have trouble but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus tells us that. But if you are watching the news, if you have been watching the news, you're getting a daily dose of trouble, anxiety, stress. Like you're just getting a constant influx of evil and badness and wrongdoing and things just not as they should be. You get the occasional feel-good story, but I really... I personally really don't watch the news. There are a few news stations that I will watch occasionally, but it's for a short time and then I'm done. And I'm talking like maybe once or twice a month. I do keep up on what's going on, but but I don't want to fill my mind with all that negativity, right? Because I want to focus on what I can focus on, the good that I can do, the the good that is around us. Because what we take in really affects our mind, right? What we take in affects the way we view things. And it can really affect us physically. It can affect our physical health as well. This is why if you watch the news late at night and then you go to bed, you may or may not sleep very well that night or you may wake up a lot or whatever. It's just not a good practice to watch the news and then go to bed. But the reality is it's a dark world. But this wasn't the only time in history where things have been dark. All throughout the Bible, things have been dark. All throughout our history, there's been darkness. There's been persecution. There's been a lot of bad stuff going on. So even though we are seeing things that we never thought we would see in our lifetime, especially if you are over 40, like, I can't imagine that you ever would have thought that half the things that are going on right now and that have been accepted right now would ever have been accepted in your lifetime. Like we are closer to Jesus returning than we've ever been, which of course every day we're closer than we've ever been to Jesus returning. But 
things are lining up biblically. And it's really kind of exciting if you look at it that way. You know, you look at it as, as an exciting time. It kind of changes the way our attitudes can be about it. So essentially, we should be rejoicing that we are closer, that we are in the end days, and that we are closer and closer to Jesus returning. But it's hard when things are so wrong and so dark. So if you have your Bible, I would just bookmark the book of Judges and go back through that a little bit because there's a lot of what we are doing now in this world now that they were doing back then. The people in Judges were selfish. They didn't have direction. They didn't have morals. They were easily swayed. They were complacent. They were disobedient. The book began and ended with essentially no one to guide the Israelites. Seven times the phrase, the Israelites did what was evil in the Lord's sight, is throughout the book of Judges. Four times it says, there was no king in Israel in those days. And seven times it says, everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And there were 12 leaders throughout the book of Judges, but there was no king in Israel to essentially lead them. Now, fun fact, if you haven't read the book of Judges, Deborah was the first and only female judge in the Bible, and she was a prophetess. So that's a fun fact. Go Deborah. And it just shows how valued women are in God's kingdom. But that's a whole other topic. But if you think about how the world is now, how we are living now, we're really not that far off from how the people in the book of Judges were living. We're selfish. We may be directionless. We may be moralless. We may be easily swayed and complacent and disobedient. I mean, certainly we're seeing that in the world. And how like them we can be doing what we think is right, what we can see. But that's a trap. That's a trap of the world. Doing what we think is right and what we can see. We are called to be different. And so this is why we need to cling to our true king, and that is Jesus. And we need to seek him for everything. Because if we don't do it, if we don't seek God, if we don't seek Jesus for everything, it's going to hinder us. And it's going to hinder us in a great way, in a consistent way. Lisa Turkist said once this quote that I wrote down because it made so much sense to me. She said, shallow seeking leads to shallow believing that dangerous place where we fall for whatever opinions make us comfortable and our lives more convenient. Wow. Did that hit you like that hit me? It is a dangerous place because we can fall for whatever opinions make us comfortable and our lives more convenient if we are seeking God shallowly instead of fully. So if we don't seek Jesus every single day, then we're essentially seeking our own self, our own path, which will generally lead us wrong. It, re- it leads me wrong, for sure. <laughs> It'll lead us down the wrong path. God's people are struggling so much, and we are struggling like the world is struggling with trauma and bondage to sin and physical health troubles, emotional and mental health struggles. We are suffering and struggling so much. 
And I just can't help but wonder if it's because we're not truly seeking our king. Because, yes, we're going to have difficulty. Yes, we are going to have struggles. But our struggles should not look like the world's struggles. They should not be so mirrored. We are called to be set apart. We are to look different and act differently. But how do we do that when things around us are so insane and we are seeing the world just crumble before our our eyes? I want to give you three things to consider as a Christian woman in this dark world. This has really helped me to align my heart more with that vertical relationship with Jesus to seek him in every area of my life. Not just some things, not just when things are really bad. And crap hits the fan and I'm like, I need help. No, I did that. I've been there, done that. God is showing me how that's not an effective way to be in union with him. So the first thing I would consider is our habits. What are our habits like? What are your habits like? And I'm speaking specifically for the morning. Like, what are you doing first thing in the morning? What is your habit? What are you reaching for first thing in the morning? Is it your phone? Is it to scroll on social media? Or are you reaching for your Bible? We need to seek God first, Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be provided for you. We need to seek him and we need to trust him. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. In all of your ways, know him and he will make your paths straight. We have to trust him. We have to seek him and we have to believe him. John 14, 1. John 14, 1 says, Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Jesus is saying that. Those are his words. Believe in him. So what are your habits like? Are you seeking God first? Are you trusting him? Are you believing him? Because when we do that, we can fully take hold of the victory that we can have in Jesus as his active believer and follower. Active. It takes intentionality. Anything we do to try to change a habit, to make an unhealthy habit a healthy habit, It takes intentionality. It takes discipline. It takes action. We need to be actively seeking God, actively trusting him, actively believing him. And then the second thing is our heart, our heart posture. Is our heart postured towards Jesus? Do we truly understand that only he is the way, the truth, and the life? John 14, 6. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Is our heart postured towards him? Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8 says, The person who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence indeed is the Lord, is blessed. He will be like a tree planted by water. It sends its roots out toward a stream. It doesn't fear when heat comes. And its foliage remains green. It will not worry in a year of drought or cease producing fruit. Are we trusting in the Lord? And our heart posture, we need to be consistently keeping that in check, making sure we have our heart postured towards the Lord. 
Because if you were to continue on in Jeremiah 17 with verse 9, it says the heart is more deceitful than anything else and incurable. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, examine the mind. I test the heart to give each according to his way, according to what his actions deserve. What is your heart posture like? What is my heart posture like? And then third, our hope. Jesus is our hope. Colossians 1.27 says, God wanted to make known among the Gentiles the glorious wealth of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus is our hope. And 1 Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. We need to be prepared. And we need to be showing Jesus on our faces. We need to be not walking around with doom and gloom and acting like life is so horrible. Woe is me. Because we have a hope. We have the hope that Jesus represents. We have a glorious future. We don't have to worry and stress and fear the way the world does because we know where our future is. And we know who's in control. And it sure isn't us. So we need to be walking around like we have this hope. I love Ephesians 1 verses 17 through 19. And I pray this over my unsaved family members. But Ephesians 1, 17 and 18 says, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and the 19, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the mighty working of his strength. So three things that you and I need to be considering as a Christian woman in this dark world are, what are our habits like? Are we seeking God first? Are we trusting him? Are we believing him? What is our heart posture like? Do we have that vertical relationship with God? Is our heart posture toward and open toward what the Lord has for us each and every day? And what does our hope look like? What does our hope look like? You know, the definition of insanity, right? It's doing the same thing over and over, but expecting different results, right? We are not going to grow in the sanctification process if we are not consistently in God's word, if we are not consistently seeking him. And I truly believe because God has been showing me, he has been so patient and so gentle with me over the last six years, but he has been showing me that part of the reason why I have struggled so much is because I am not doing these three things. And so that's what I've been working on in my perfectly imperfect way, right? Like that's what I'm working on because life is hard enough. We don't need to make it harder. We don't need to make it harder on ourselves. And oftentimes we do that. So I hope that that brings encouragement to somebody today. And I hope it brings motivation to change some of the habits that you have first thing in the morning. It's always so good to make healthier habits, right? Make healthier changes. 
if you have listened to me for any length of time, you are probably already reaching for water first thing in the morning when you wake up. Great. I am so proud of you for doing that because it makes such a difference. But is there something else that you need to change in the morning? Are you still scrolling on your phone or checking emails or turning on the TV before you're turning to the word? Just make that little switch this week, every single day. Just take your first five or 10 minutes every single day and turn to the word. That doesn't mean that your day is gonna be smooth and flawless and have no problems, but you'll be better equipped to handle it because you turned into your source. You turned to your source and he will strengthen you. Father God, help us to be disciplined in taking these three things under consideration. Help us to seek you first every single day. Help our heart postures to be fully towards you at all times. And may people see you, Jesus, when they see us. You are our hope. You are the hope that we have. And in you, Jesus, we are more than conquerors. We are victorious. And I thank you for your word that strengthens us each and every day. You alone strengthen us. You alone are the rock that we can stand on. So lead us and set our feet on solid ground. And we will praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, friend, if you found value in today's episode, share it with a friend and consider going to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a five-star review. This really greatly helps other women find the show. And Treasure Wellness can also be found on Soul Wind TV and Christian Mix 106 online streaming radio. So be sure to check out those two amazing platforms. If you are not in our Facebook group, Holistic Health for Christian Women Over 40, come on over. We would love to have you there. The link will be in the show notes and I would love to welcome you. All right, have an amazing weekend and remember you are a beautiful treasure.